It is Friday, November 6th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 9 FanDuel Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schauff. With me again are Tyler Syracuse and Jared Smola. And this podcast is sponsored by our partners at Fanshare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com and you can find up-to-date in- ownership info anytime at FanshareSports.com. Jared secured his fifth victory of the season in week eight of the Shark Duel. Uh, what went right for you last week, Jared? I don't know. You you idiots play Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know who, who would ever do yeah. that. I would, I would never play Garoppolo. Um, I, I guess that was pretty much the difference. <laughs> that was it. I'm never <laughs> playing Jimmy Garoppolo again. I'm never playing Daryl Henderson again. Otherwise... I'm not taking any lessons from this lineup. What about you, Tyler? I don't know if it was a mistake to play Jimmy just because he had a great matchup and he was 6,600 on Fanduel. I thought it was totally absurd. I thought it made a lot of sense to pay up at running back last week, so I prioritized Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara. Kamara came in extremely low-owned on Fanduel just with the price and the other options. Uh, Kareem Hunt was $800 cheaper, and then a lot of people went to Derrick Henry and Gio Bernard. So I guess the biggest mistake for me was not playing Giovanni Bernard in cash. But with five wins, it sounds like Jared should start to invest some actual dollars in FanDuel. All right. As soon as I do that, I'll you know I'll go on a losing streak. <laughs> That's a loser mentality. Come on, Jared. All right. Well, uh, we'll all be back at it for round nine of the Shark Duel. We'll show you who we're playing against each other in the free post for this podcast on DraftSharks.com. For now, though, Jared – King of FanDuel, why don't you please start us off with some cash QB talk? Yeah, so I like Deshaun Watson for 8,300, Josh Allen for 8,200, and Justin Herbert for 7,900. I think they're all great plays. I'll, I'll start with Herbert just as the cheapest and build from there and see if I have money to get up to the other two guys. But Herbert has 23-plus FanDuel points in four straight games now, five of six games overall. Um, the Chargers, by the way, this is an interesting note. I think it was from Hayden Winks of Rotor World, but the Chargers have been top five in situation neutral pass rate in two straight games now. So, you know, what we think of as a run leading offense, they've, you know, whether it's going to be a trend all season, we'll see. But the past two weeks, they've leaned towards the pass, probably because Herbert's just playing so well. Um, good matchup here against the Raiders, obviously. It should be a shootout. Uh, Vegas is 27th in Football Outsiders past defense rankings. Tyler, what do you have at QB? So week nine is shaping up as a play on FanDuel much more than DraftKings week just because I need that extra salary this week. So I'm debating whether or not to just like go all in on FanDuel this week. Uh, I already made my cash lineup, um, a dummy lineup on Friday, and it looks so much better than my DraftKings lineup just with the extra $10,000 in salary. But I'm going to have scary amounts of Josh Allen this week uh he's my cash game quarterback right now so i'm just all in on that game so uh i need josh allen to hang a 35 burger on the seahawks and i'll be looking good should be possible i want to throw Derek Carr into the mix as well seven thousand bucks so there's some savings if you don't like what you can build with the uh higher price guys and i don't think that he's jimmy garoppolo he's a much better player than jimmy garoppolo over a much longer span i want to also throw in matt ryan at 7600 just in case the salary matters, I have not built my dummy lineup yet. I've saved my dummy lineup for Saturday to enter against these guys so that I can donate money. But I think Matt Ryan, even with just one touchdown each of the past two games, he had 17 and a half, 
uh, and uh, 18.9 fan duel points. So that's not going to win you a tournament, but it's also not going to Garoppolo your lineup. So I think Matt Ryan's in the mix. Uh, Jared, what do you like for GPP quarterback? Yeah, I think Derek Carson play for tournaments. I know Tyler's going to disagree, but you know, at 7,000 bucks, he actually comes in as our third best uh, value in dollars per projected point behind Justin Herbert and Josh Allen, but ahead of Deshaun Watson. And then Carr's just projected for a 4% ownership on FanDuel. You know, he has 20 plus FanDuel points in four of his last six games now. So, you know, he doesn't have quite the upside of the other guys, but you're also saving, uh, you know, about a thousand bucks. So I, I, I do think Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert are the three best tournament plays, but, you know, they're, they're going to be pretty popular. So I think going with Carr in a lineup or two might make some sense. And if you already checked out the DraftKings show, you know that Tyler's probably playing Tua Tonga-Vailoa here because he's the newest Dolphins fan. <laughs> but who else besides that are you playing, Tyler? Uh, it's going to be no Tua for me, actually. I'm just high on the Dolphins' defense and relatively low on Kyler Murray as a passer compared to the rest of the industry. But um, I think Mahomes makes a lot of sense. He's going to be low-owned again this week. Coming off a 416 five-touchdown game, going up against the Jets. Uh, we see that even when the Chiefs are heavily favored, he could still have monster performances. I think all of his pass catchers are in good situations, so he could have another one of those four or five games. Um, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, of course, I'm all in on that game, so they're going to be my highest on quarterbacks. Going to dabble on Justin Herbert a little bit, and then going to go back to Lamar Jackson one more time just because – uh, the price makes a lot of sense, and he still has an extremely high upside with his ability to uh, run the ball and and get rushing touchdowns. I agree with all that except for Lamar Jackson, so we'll move on to running back where Christian McCaffrey we're expecting to have back. He's in the 9K range, though, over here on FanDuel, which is more expensive than he is on DraftKings this week. Are you guys using any Christian McCaffrey in any format over here? It would be a no for me um, with the price tag, you know, with only half PPR here. Um, you can make an argument for him just because he's going to be low owned, but I, I I wouldn't get to him. What about you, Tyler? It's going to be no McCaffrey for me. I just like Dalvin Cook uh, a lot better. And then even cheaper, I think Derrick Henry's still a better play than, than McCaffrey coming off the high ankle sprain. Yeah, definitely tough to go to him right away. It'd be, it, it might be tough to not play any Christian McCaffrey in any lineups over here, but we'll see as I start building things. I want to start cash with Chase Edmonds at 6700 bucks. He leads our FanDuel dollars per point projections, but it's really tight up top. He's at $479 per point. There are four more running backs within $17 of him. That includes Dalvin Cook at 9300 So those guys are going to be my primary two. And then that third spot's going to be flexible. What about you, Jared? Yep, I'm with you with Cook and Edmonds as my first two guys. And I, I think Edmonds is a better value here even than he is on DraftKings. I mean, I, I expect him to get close to all of the Cardinals running back touches against Miami, who's dead last in football outsiders run defense DBA. Miami giving up 5.0 yards per carry to running back. So you, you take that rushing upside plus the fact that Edmonds is averaging 4.6 targets per game I think you know that should stay about the same with Kenny and Drake out so just a good volume bet for the price tag Tyler what you got yeah definitely Dalvin Cook and Chase Edmonds I think Chase Edmonds is the RB13 price on FanDuel compared to the RB6 price on DraftKings so 
he's going to be extremely high owned, uh, basically a free square in cash games. And he's probably going to be the highest owned guy in tournaments as well. Third running back position uh, is, is tough. Um, Jordan Howard's minimum price. And I feel like he's going to score a touchdown and, and get you 10, 11 points. So he's he's a fine play in cash if you need the savings. But obviously, we, we talked about Justin Jackson a lot on the last podcast. And he's a guy that I'm becoming higher and higher with Tremaine Pope getting ruled out and the coaching staff not being high on Joshua Kelly. Some other guys in play for the third running back spot, you know, if we're talking flex there, and we'll kind of transition over to the GPP side here because I like them better there. James Robinson, 7,300. David Johnson, 6,800. We'll see about Philip Lindsay being in or out for the Broncos. Him being out would certainly help Melvin Gordon at 6,600. And then the guy that, that Jared mentioned on, on DK and the guy that I kind of reached this point and realized I was, I think, underrating is James Conner at 8,200 bucks. I think he's in play for cash. Certainly even more attractive for a GPP lineup because I think he's likely to go under-owned because of all the other names we mentioned here. Dallas is 24th in defensive DVOA, 29th against the run, according to Football Outsiders. Pittsburgh is a 14-point favorite here and tied for the fourth-highest implied total on the week. So, I mean, even if we get James Conner pulled from the game a little bit late, like the fourth quarter, if they have a huge lead, he's probably going to be centrally involved in them building that huge lead to begin with 15 plus carries in every game since week one, where he got yanked three plus catches in four of the past five games, touchdowns in five of his past six, four and a half yards per carry for the season. So really James Conner is having a nice season. He's a good bet this week. Yeah. I love Conner. He, he's probably a bit too pricey on Fando for me to use him in cash, but it makes him a better tournament play if the ownership's down. Um, I like JK Dobbins for tournaments. He's just 5,300 bucks. Fantrace projecting him at a little under 8% ownership. The, guy, the guy's just so freaking good. He's averaging 6.7 yards per carry. That's the highest mark in the league. He's first in pro football focuses, elusive rating. He's first in yards after contact per attempt. He's second in tackles avoided per carry. Um, you know, He was in a basically a 50-50 split with Gus, Gus Edwards last week. Maybe that you know remains this week. Even then, I think Dobbins makes sense of the price tag. I also think it's possible Baltimore, you know, realizes that he's their best back and, you know, gives him two thirds of the work this week. Tyler, what you got? I feel a little bit better about Gus Edwards price a hundred dollars more just because over on Fanduel we want the touchdowns and we know Edwards is going to get the goal line work. I agree that JK Dobbins is a much more explosive back and is utilized more in the passing game, but just with the, with the touchdowns, I, I think both of them are in play, but I would prefer uh, Edwards um, to Dobbins just straight up. Uh, I feel pretty good about Antonio Gibson. He has a really good price tag at 6200 Washington's a home favorite against the Giants. Uh, we saw him have his best game of the season right before the bye. There's no reason that they should go away from him at all this week. As gross it is, as it is, I think David Montgomery's definitely in play. He's basically a fullback because the guy just has no breakaway ability. But he's the only guy getting work for Chicago. And if the Bears could keep it close and he falls into the end zone once or twice, I could see him scoring over 20 FanDuel points. He'll probably come in low-owned with with Justin Jackson, Gibson, and, and other popular guys in the same price range. You can have David Allstott for me most weeks. I'm, I'm staying away from him, which means he'll have a better game. Uh, I also want to forward this show to DeForest Buckner just to piss him off because you guys like both Ravens running backs in that matchup with the Colts D. <laughs> No, I mean, I I respect the Colts D, but look what Dobbins just getting did against Pittsburgh, who I think is a, is a better run defense than Indy has. No, I get it. That makes sense. Over a wide receiver for cash, I'm going to start with Brandon Cooks. 
at 6,100 bucks, nine plus targets in three straight games, including that 16 point win over, over the Jaguars in their first meeting, seven plus catches in each of those games. He's a thousand bucks cheaper than Will Fuller. So Will Fuller is probably the higher ceiling guy still, but I think a thousand dollar difference in salary really overstates the separation between the two of them. What do you have, Jared? Yeah, Cook's my favorite cheap wide receiver on FanDuel. Like we talked about on the DraftKings show, um, there are a lot of attractive, expensive wide receivers this week. Stephon Diggs is my favorite on FanDuel. He's 7600 bucks. Um, he leads the NFL with 69 targets. He's third in air yards, and you know he gets this Seattle defense dead last in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. Um, per Football Outsiders, they're allowing a league high 116 yards per game to opposing number one wide receivers. So just just a you know ideal spot for Diggs. Tyler, what do you like? Yeah, I'm gonna have Stefan Diggs and Tyler Lockett for sure, and then probably punt the third wide receiver spot uh, because I'm paying up for Dalvin Cook and Josh Allen. So uh, third wide receiver spot, and then the tight end, I'm gonna be paying down right now in my dummy lineup. I have John Brown. Uh, he's 5,500. So Cole Beasley, I think is a hundred dollars cheaper. So I think it's going to be one of those two guys. If he's Cole Beasley's 5,300, so $200 cheaper, but, uh, with under 5,500, I think those bills guys are the best options. Cause I expect Josh Allen to have a lot of attempts this week. He's coming off a game where he had 18 pass attempts, but Seattle has given up the most points to opposing wide receivers and they've faced the most pass attempts in the league and we've already seen a game early on in the season where both Stefan Diggs and John Brown had ceiling weeks so I think it could happen again here in week nine yeah certainly like can get on board with that GPP side Allen Robinson 6900 bucks leads our FanDuel dollars per point with a better QB this guy would be a cash lock this week in the matchup against Tennessee he doesn't have a better QB though he has Nick Foles Tennessee is the sixth most productive scoring matchup for wide receivers. The secondary in Tennessee is so good that they might be starting two corners this week who haven't played for the team yet. So nothing scary at all. The matchup's great for Allen Robinson. Really, the only question is whether he gets the targets and whether they're catchable targets this week. It could be a big game for him. He's going to get the targets. The question is whether they're catchable. Um, Yeah, Allen Robinson's who I have here too. Like you said, top dollars per point value based on our projections, just 9% projected ownership. According to Fanshare, you know, like we talked about him on the DraftKings podcast, people just don't feel comfortable playing Allen Robbins because of the quarterback play. But, you know, he's second in the NFL in targets. He's fourth in air yards, and the matchup's good. So I think in, in tournaments, yeah, he he's a great play. Mm-hmm. Tyler, what do you like? Keenan Allen is interesting. He's sandwiched right in between Stefan Diggs and Tyler Lockett. So there will definitely be lineups where I have all three of those guys. I think the Chiefs and Panthers guys make a lot of sense. So I'm looking at Tyreek Hill, McCold Hardman, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson. I think that game has a 52 over under, and it'll probably go relatively under owned. So I'll be dabbling on guys there. Besides that, I like Will Fuller just with his explosive playability. He's a guy that I always look to use in GPPs, especially in a pretty juicy matchup this week. Nice. Over at tight end for cash, Jared, what do you like? Um, so, yeah, I like Noah Fant and Hunter Henry a lot this week, but to me, the price gap between those guys and Darren Waller just isn't big enough. So I, I'm going to try to get up to Waller at 6400 bucks. He leads all tight ends with 8.9 targets per game. He gets the Chargers, who are 29th in Football Outsiders tight end coverage rankings, 31st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. 
Yeah. Uh, Darren Waller is my starting point too, for the same reason, 6,400 bucks, just not a big enough gap from him down to the the next group of guys. The next group is crowded. It's it, there's Johnny Smith at 5,700, who I know that I like better than you guys do. Noah Fant, 58, Hunter Henry, 56, Hayden Hurst, 56, even Evan Engram at 55, who's had a, a couple of good, a couple of better fantasy outings coming into this one. I wouldn't overcommit to any guy in that range if you need the salary savings and are looking down there. Um, but there's upside to all of them. Tyler, what do you like at, at tight end? So I really don't mind punting the tight end position in cash this week. In my dummy lineup, I have Logan Thomas, uh, $5,000 coming off back-to-back touchdown games before the bye. Another guy that you could punt on, Will Disley. He, he played 60% of the snaps last week. And uh, he's $4,600. We like that game in general. And he's probably a guy that'll be extremely low owned and, you know, could could catch a lucky touchdown. Um, So he makes some sense. I I don't think I could use him in cash, but I'd be sprinkling him in my Russell Wilson bill stacks, at least in GPPs. Any other tight ends for in play for you for GPPs? Yeah, I like Hunter Henry in the mid $5,000 range. I think Darren Waller makes a lot of sense. Mark Andrews for sure on FanDuel, just with his ability to catch touchdowns. And then Travis Kelsey definitely makes a ton of sense. He could just easily outscore the tight end position. And if he if he gets 100 yards and two touchdowns, he could double up any other tight end. And he's a guy that you would need in your lineups. Carolina is a team that plays a lot of zone. So I could see Kelsey picking apart that zone uh, all game. And uh, I think he's just going to be pretty low on because there's a lot of either, um guys in the, in the upper tier. So people aren't going to have enough savings this week. And, and Kelsey might come in under 15% on FanDuel, in which case... I'd look to get him in at least like 30% of my lineups this week. Yeah, I mean, you can never really argue against Kelsey. It's going to be tough for me to get to him with uh, $1,600 in savings for Darren Waller. And I I think similar upside, certainly not as high a ceiling. Um, Jared, what about you at at, uh, tight end for GPPs? Yeah, I think Andrews is a great GPP play. You know, he's not nearly as good a value on FanDuel as he is as DraftKings, but, you know, that's going to make his ownership even lower on FanDuel. And then I'm with Tyler, too, on uh, Hunter Henry. I I just think a a big game is coming for him just with how well Justin Herbert's playing and and how good this Chargers offense has been. We'll see. Over at Flex, the sub-6K running backs, I, I think, are in play for GPP lineups. Uh, DJ Dallas, 5,100, now that we know that Carlos Hyde, Chris Carson are out, just because of the strength of that offense. J.K. Dobbins, who was already mentioned, 5,300. David Montgomery, 5,900, I think makes sense here. Would be more of a tournament play for me, um, and probably not a play at all for me, because <laughs> every time I play David Montgomery, he stinks. So that's good. he's going to be my anti-Dolphins defense for Tyler, for Tyler there. Jared, what do you like for flex? Yeah, we, we've mentioned all the guys. DJ Dallas is the last guy I wanted to mention. Um, I think at 5100 bucks, um, you know, he's he's probably – he's definitely in play for cash. We'll see how um, popular he's going to get, but I think at that price tag he makes sense for tournaments. Yeah, Justin Jackson I know was mentioned before too, but he would be a strong consideration for me at 5900 down here. Tyler, what are you flexing? Uh, I think we pretty much mentioned everyone – uh, it seems like you guys aren't interested in the Dolphins' backfield at all, but I think Jordan Howard makes sense at minimum price on FanDuel. So he could probably transition into defense. I have the Steelers in cash in my dummy lineup. Uh, priced at $5,000, they're just way too cheap over on FanDuel. They're way too close to other defenses. Uh, I mentioned on the last podcast that they were $1,200 more than, than every other defense, whereas on FanDuel, they're only a couple hundred dollars more. So just going up against the Cowboys' third or fourth string quarterback, 
with the, basically a second string offensive line. Uh, the Steelers have been generating the most pressure and they're favored by two touchdowns. So I'd expect them to be extremely chalky uh, in week nine. Yeah. And it, I'm not, it's not even going to matter to me how chalky they are. The Cowboys are running out of strings, by the way, at quarterback. I, I agree at 5,000 here, it's a lot easier to get to them than 4,900 on DK. And it's, it's going to be tough to not play the Steelers here. It's basically them or the Falcons at 3,300 on the other end against the Broncos for me. And I, I don't think I'm even going to bother looking at any other defenses. And I'm sure I'll end up taking the $1,700 savings and going down to the Falcons and just hope the Steelers don't, you know, put 20 on me. You better hope I find a new Garoppolo to play at quarterback. <laughs> Before we wrap up here, Tyler, what do you like on the betting front? So betting is going to be another teaser. Uh, you could call me the teaser master, I guess, because I usually don't give up these uh, these straight picks. But I will not. I will not call you that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to go six and a half point teaser. Back to Seattle this week. They're three-point favorites, so six-and-a-half-point teaser gets them up to plus three-and-a-half. I feel really good about them winning. If for some reason Buffalo wins, I, I wouldn't expect it to be my by more than a field goal. So we'd still cover even if Buffalo wins by three. Uh, Jamal Adams looks like he's coming back this week. Buffalo's dealing with a couple offensive line injuries. And Russell Wilson's just been locked in all season. Lockett's got a tremendous matchup in the slot. So I'd expect Seattle to come into Buffalo and have no problems putting up 30-plus points. The other part of the teaser is going to be the Patriots. They're on a four-game losing streak, and finally they get a good get-right spot on Monday Night Football going up against the Jets. I don't understand why the spread's only seven. The Jets have only covered one game all season long, and it came a couple weeks ago against the Bills. Um, we just saw the Chiefs cover a 21-point spread. So I I just don't think it's going to be close. And I think Bill Belichick's going to annihilate the Jets on Monday night football. And uh, I mean, the Jets just can't keep up with anybody. I know the Patriots offense has been performing extremely poorly, but the Jets are just such a laughing stock of the league. And basically the Patriots just need to win the game and we're going to cover there. Jared, you see anything you like on the on the betting front? Nope, nothing I didn't mention uh, on the DraftKings podcast. I like the Raiders. Chargers over is my favorite bet of the week. Who do you guys like in that against the line? I, I was just looking at that. I, I think I think I'd have to bet the Raiders plus one there. I'd bet the Chargers, but man, the Chargers just find ways to lose football games. I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't actually bet it. I just that'd just be my lean. Right. I, I mean, I, I, it's not one I'm excited about. But if you can't stop the Jaguars and Broncos from scoring points, I could see. The Raiders actually winning this one by a decent margin. So I have a sizable bet on the Chargers over eight wins for the season, which is just terrible because they're two and five and blown seven, uh, 17-plus point leads three times this season, which is just insane. They could easily be a five and two or a four and three team. But it's down to a pick em. I think a lot of that is based on Joey Bosa still being in the concussion protocol. If he gets cleared, I would definitely lean the Chargers uh, I, I like the Chargers offense and defense better, so I don't see any reason why that it would be a pick because I think overall the Chargers are a much better team than the Raiders. It should be a fun game. Looking forward to watching it if possible. That's going to do it for this Week 9 FanDuel podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com now. Get cash game recommendations from Kevin, some tournament picks from Tyler. He will also give you his favorite stacking options for the week. Check out the lineup generator to build your own lineups with the help of the DS projections and fan share ownership projections. And then come Saturday morning, we will show you who we're playing against against each other 
in round nine of the Shark Duel. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at Draft Sharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. Tyler is at Tyler Syracuse with an I. And I am at ShoutDS. It's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smola, Tyler Syracuse, and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Shaft saying thanks so much for swimming with us.